Thank you, Stephanie. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn to Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12 tonight. Oh, there's uh, been a pretty big event going on for the last couple of days now, and uh, something we call the Olympics. And uh, I don't know about you, but I enjoy watching the Olympics and uh, rooting on USA there. But, uh, you know, you think about uh, all the hard work and the preparation and the effort and all that goes in. Uh, these competitors, they wait for four years and they train and they prepare for this thing. And uh, now is their time to go out there and to put their training and their preparation into action. And uh, as they go out and compete for that gold medal. Uh, you know, obviously... They are happy with uh, silver or bronze, but let's face it, everybody wants the gold. Everybody wants first place. Everybody wants to be uh, the winner. And, uh, you know, tonight I want to look at some things from the Word of God that uh, I believe will help us take some steps to stay in the race. To stay in the race. If uh, 
Obviously, there's a lot of things that we need in our life to help us stay in the race, but I think this is something that is so important in our time of day and uh, the things that are going on around us and just the way that Satan's attacking and how he tries to discourage us that we take steps to stay in the race, that we make up in our mind the decision tonight that no matter what happens, I'm going to keep moving forward for God's glory and for His honor and that I'm not going to step aside or I'm not going to allow things to come in my life that's going to pull me out of the race. Of course, uh, very familiar verses here in Hebrews chapter number 12. Let's start in verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us, And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, we see here that uh, our Christian life is being compared to a race that's been set before us tonight. And we know that the Christian life is not just a short sprint or uh, just a short hundred-yard dash, but that it's a marathon. Now, I stand before you tonight and tell you that physically I am not prepared to run a marathon, okay? Maybe a short uh, sprint or dash to the buffet line, but not a marathon tonight. But I can take steps in my life to spiritually be able to run a marathon. And that's what we need to do tonight. And I believe that some of these steps will help us tonight. I don't know what you're facing tonight. I don't know what is your next roadblock or your next hurdle in your your leg of the race. But I do know that we have the Lord and we have the Word of God to help us to overcome those hurdles, to help us not get detoured, to help us not give in, so that when we come to the time of the end of our race, we can say like the Apostle Paul, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, we need you tonight. God, I pray that uh, you would just be with this message. God, I pray that these steps would be something that we can apply to our lives, Lord, that's going to help us stay in the race. Something that's going to help us to not give in. Something that's going to give us some encouragement to keep moving forward. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Step number one, I want to consider the saints. Step number one, consider the saints. We look and say, Wherefore, seeing we are also, also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. If we were to go back to chapter 11 of Hebrews, we know that as... The Hall of Faith, we, we would call it. And we see a number of heroes of the faith and listed here by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. They accomplished all these many things. And we see that these saints that have gone before us, these saints that have run their race, is a great encouragement for us tonight. We need to consider the saints. They have run their race. We see that Uh, that it can be done. We know personally, outside of even the heroes of the faith, but family members and different men of God and 
preachers that we look to or men and women that we look to as heroes of the faith that have run their course, that have fought their fight. Hey, it can be done tonight. We can run a successful race for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, these saints that ran the race before, was uh, the race just nice and easy and a rosy path? No, it wasn't. Did they, did they fail along the way? Did they make some mistakes? Oh, I'm sure they did. But they didn't give up. They ran the race until they took their final breath and it was done. See, they have run the race before us. We see if these people can run the race, then so can we. There's nothing different from these people than us today. We have the same, uh, we serve the same God today. We have the same tools that God has given us. Just as we looked at Sunday night, Elijah, why was he so successful? Why was he so powerful? Because he had God on his life. Because he had a relationship with God. He had things in order. Maybe you're having trouble running your race tonight. Well, how is your life? How does it line up with what God wants it to be? Not only is it uh, encouragement of looking at the saints that they've finished, that they've able to run the race, but we see they've received their reward. These people that ran the race, they're now able to rest in the presence of the Heavenly Father. We know that many of us have loved ones that are there tonight that have run the race. Now they're getting to be with the Heavenly Father. And I guarantee if we ask every one of them tonight, they wouldn't regret running the race for the Lord Jesus Christ. They'd probably want to do more. They'd probably want to be better. They'd say, do all that you can do. You know, I can guarantee tonight, if we run our race for the Lord Jesus Christ, that when we stand before the Lord, our reward's going to be a lot better than that Olympic gold medal. Our reward's going to be a lot better than that Olympic silver or that Olympic bronze medal. Oh, what an accomplishment it is for those athletes and the effort and time that they put in, the hard work, and, and it's great to see that. But that compares nothing to our reward in heaven. And the, the race that we have before us, we can lay up crowns in heaven today. Why? So that we can say, well, look at all the gold medals that I've got. Look at all the crowns. No, so that we can cast them back at the Savior's feet. Why? Because Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. He's worthy today. That's something that ought to keep us in the race, realizing that the Lord Jesus Christ is worthy today. We see in 2 Timothy 4.8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love His appearing. Not only do I see that they ran the race and that they received the reward, but something else about the saints that have gone on before is they are evidence that the Lord is reliable. They're evidence that the Lord is reliable today. There's times when we come in our Christian life running the race, we feel like we're all alone. We even feel like God's not there sometimes. And we've probably all been there before. We can admit it. But God's promised that He'd never leave us nor forsake us. But sometimes we get away from God. But we can see an example here that God is reliable. And just as we sang that song earlier, God never changes. 
And He's never going to change. But we see that God is dependable. We see the proof that's been put on from these saints who've gone on before. If God can honor their faith, if God can sustain them, if God can keep them, if God can use them, if God can bless them, He'll do the same for you. He'll bless you. He'll use you. He'll sustain you. He'll keep you going tonight just as He did Moses and Abraham and David and Elijah and so on and so on and so on. He wants to do that for you tonight. I see we need to consider the saints as some encouragement to stay in the race. You know, also with that, one day, you know the Lord is your Savior, one day you're going to be one of those saints that's passed on. Hey, others are counting on you to run the race. Others are counting on you to finish your course. They're looking up to you now to see how, where you are in your race and how you're doing and how you're keeping up. We've got a lot of young men and women in our church that need some people to look up and say, man, look at the faithful men and God that are continuing to run their race. Hey, my buddies at school may say it can't be done. The world may say it can't be done. But I've seen men and women that are dedicated, that are surrendered to God, and it can be accomplished today. We don't get our encouragement outside of the church or in the world, or we don't base it off that, but we see we can look to God's Word. We can look to the other saints that have been given to us. Step number two, we need to consider self. We need to consider ourselves tonight. We must make proper preparation. You know, I was saying about those uh, athletes. They didn't just wake up yesterday and say, oh, okay, I'm going to be in the Olympic Games. Oh, I can just, I can handle this. No, like I said, for four years, they've been training, preparing, and working at this Christian life is the same way. It's a daily training and preparation and putting in the spiritual effort and the spiritual training that we need to have that endurance to finish, to fight, to keep moving forward. See, we need to lay aside all the weights, as it says there in the middle of verse number 1. Let us lay aside every weight, every weight. You know, you think of a, a runner. They train with weights, but they don't run the race with weights. They want to get as much weight off as they can. Why? Because it's going to slow them down. It's real simple. They don't want something that's going to slow them down. We could go through a number of things tonight in our Christian life that's going to slow us down. Some of these things, it's not sin. We haven't got to that yet. This is just talking about the weight that's slowing us down. This isn't something that is, de- that is wicked or something in our life that we may look as a great sin. But no, the Bible's telling us, hey, you've got to be careful of that weight that's holding you back. That weight that's slowing you down. You say, well, what could some of those weights be? Seeking entertainment instead of fellowship and communion with God. Seeking possessions and things of this world instead of seeking God. Giving our attention to things like music and television and shows and movies and hobbies and etc. Instead of focusing on things of God. 
as I said, this list could go on and on, but it's anything in our life that's hindering us or that's tripping us up from running the race. We all have our own weights. We all have our own baggage. And it doesn't say that we all have the same, but it says, hey, you got some weight. You need to, to get rid of it. You need to cast it aside. Oh, it's, it's not going to be easy all the time to get rid of that weight. You know what? It's not easy always to hit the off button from the TV to spend some time in your Bible instead of spending more time on the television. Or maybe it's not hitting the snooze button so many times. It's all weights that are going to hold us back. The Bible says we need to cast those aside. Things that are going to distract, entangle, and trip us up. We see that also, uh, well, I was thinking when I was working on this, you know, I was saying I've been trying to uh, lose some weight recently, and uh, I've been trying to watch what I eat, but, uh, you know, I love donuts. I love donuts. You know, my grandma actually gave me a 50% off coupon for a dozen donuts at uh, Jubilee, and uh, so whenever that day comes, I'm going to be eating that whole dozen donuts, I guarantee you. I got till December, so I got a few months to prepare for it. But, you know, if I'm trying to stay away from donuts, okay? So if I went to the donut shop every day and just looked at the donuts and just smelled them, just, you know, I'm just going to go there and look at them. I'm just going to smell them. But I'm not going to eat any. How many days do you think I could do that successfully? Yeah, probably zero is right. Maybe one. Maybe one, Brother Dean. Maybe one. You're right with that. Give me credit for one day. But, you know, that wouldn't make much sense, would it? But yet, in our Christian life, how many times do we look at that weight or that sin and think, you know what? I know I shouldn't be involved in that. I know that's going to hold me back, but I'm just going to look at it. I'm just going to take in some smell. I'm not going to get involved in it. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to just going to look at it. I'll be okay. I'm strong enough, right? I'm strong enough. But what's the Bible tell us about the flesh? It's weak. It's weak. And we're going to give in. Well, so we've got to resist the devil and flee from him. Man, so things, there's things that we put in our life that are just killing us, that are hazards, that we're just adding to our life. Things that are going to hinder us on top of everything else. We already know there's already going to be enough along the way that we don't need to add any on ourselves. But sometimes we respond that way. We act that way with something that we know the flesh wants. Romans 6, 12 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as though that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. But yield yourself unto God. That's how we're going to conquer today. That's how we're going to win today. That's how we're going to see victory in, uh, over temptation, over sin in our life by 
submitting to God. I see that we need to uh, run this race with patience. It says, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, the, the picture that we get here with uh, this, this race that we're running, uh, the runner realizes that hey, they've got to settle in for the long haul. We've got to settle in. We've got to say that we're here not to just start the race, not even just to maintain, but to finish the race. And not, not on a point where we say, well, I'm just going to sit back. I'm just going to sit back. I'm just going to take some time out. And I'm just going to see what, what this is all about. I'm going to see what comes down my path of this race, whether I want to go against it or not. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, but somebody that's going to get in, that's going to get active and say, hey, I'm here for the long haul. There's nothing that's going to shake me. There's nothing that's going to get me out of the race. You know, it says there, the race that is set before us. We each have our own race. We each have our own race that is set before us tonight. You cannot run my race. I cannot run your race. You cannot run in my lane. I cannot run in your lane. But with that, we're not running against each other tonight. I'm not trying to outrun you. You're not trying to outrun me. We've got to remember, we're on the same team. We're trying to accomplish the same goal. Sometimes we get running the race and we get our focus off trying to to do all together, work as a team, to accomplish more for God. We get looked at, looking on self and think, well, I can beat him and I can do more than him and I can do... That's not what it's all about. And we're not trying to run this race to outrun each other, but we're trying to be uh, in unity to accomplish more. See, our course has been individually designed by the author and finisher of our faith. The Lord, He is designed. That's why you can't run my race. Because my race has been uh, designed by God for me. And your race has been designed for God, by God for you. You know, we think about it, that's a pretty awesome thing. That God would individually design our race and that God... Uh, I was talking to somebody this week, or I think it was mentioned in Sunday school or something. I think that's what it was a testimony, and somebody said, they were talking about how they realized that God takes time for us. Out of all the things that God's got going on, for everything that, but He still takes time for you and for me tonight. Our course has been individually designed by the Lord. I see also with this step number two of considering ourselves, we must guard our priorities We must guard our priorities. Notice there, verse number 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hey, plainly put, this is, he's telling us to run this race, keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your focus on Christ. There's so many things out there tonight that's trying to take our focus off the Lord. Hey, we see that the Lord ran his race. And he was successful. We see that he was without sin and he didn't fall or felt, felt fall. I don't even know, saying words I don't even know now. Making up words. 
but he didn't fail. Use that one. I know how to use that word. All I know is that he finished his faith. He's finished the race. And he says that I can finish it as well. We need to consider the saints for encouragement. We need to consider ourselves in the preparation, laying aside the weights and the besetting sin that's holding us back. Thirdly, we need to consider the Savior. Consider the Savior as we're looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let's look at some things to consider our Savior. Let's consider His race. Think about the race that the Lord won, that He ran. Born in a manger, in a stable. He's still the King of kings. But He humbled Himself. We look at the life that, you know, when He was running His race, you know what people wanted to do? Kill Him. Kill him, destroy him, mock him. People that even followed him turned their back on him. But he never quit. But he never gave up. He ran for you and for me. Those were the kind of things that kept Jesus going. His love for us. For all of us. That he would come to seek and to save that which were lost. But sometimes we lose sight of the Savior. We need to consider the Savior tonight. We need to consider his reasons tonight. The Bible tells us that Jesus ran for the joy that was set before him. For the joy that was set before him. Now what's the joy in hanging on a cross? Having to die for sinners like you and I. Because he's able to look beyond that. He was able to look beyond that. He was able to see that uh, he was making a way for mankind to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. To be forgiven of their sin. To be able to have a home in heaven one day. Those were some reasons that he was able to despise the shame and he was able to take all of that punishment and that pain and all the things that he went through. Why? Because he thought of things like bringing salvation to all the believers. He, he thought about the day when he would be in heaven with the redeemed. The day when he would remain, would reclaim the glory that he had shared with the Father. The day when there would be new heaven, new earth. The redeemed would be worshiping the Father. He's thinking of the day when salvation would be ultimately completed and sin forever destroyed and Satan forever banished. Those were the things that kept him going. Those should be the same things that keep us going today. Considering our Savior and what He's done for us, we could look and say pretty sure there's no one in this room tonight that has went through what Jesus went through. We couldn't say that we've endured that much pain, that we've had to make that many sacrifices. 
we couldn't say that tonight, but we could use his encouragement to stay faithful in the race and to say, I'm going to commit my life to Christ and I'm not going to turn back and I'm not going to give in and I'm not going to allow weights or sin to hold me back and I'm just going to keep moving forward. Why? Because I've got a prize that I'm reaching for. I've got a crown in heaven that I'm trying to get so that I can cast it back at the Savior's feet. I got a list of things here I'm not going to go through, but some a list of things that I wrote down about all that the Savior went through. You know, it does us good sometimes to reflect back, to really look at what the Savior went through for us. And I, I mentioned a few of them along the way. I've got about probably 20 or so written down here. Why did he do it? For you. For you. Love. Love. True love. None of us have suffered to the degree that Christ has. That's why we're told, though, to compare our sufferings with his. We feel like giving up. We feel like throwing in the towel. We feel like it's not worth going on. I talked to a, a man this week, said that he's considered suicide 12 times. He's dealing with a lot of things. He, uh, he, wants to get, he wants to get his life right. He said he's saved. So he said he's, he's had a hard life. His race has been up and down with all kind of battles, all kind of things. So, well, you know, there's uh, it's going to be a, a hard road coming back. You know, I, when I was talking to him, I thought about the prodigal son. It was a lot easier road going out into sin than it was coming back. And not many make it back. But I said, you're on the right track. And I said, the only thing that's going to get you back is given is you've got to Hold to the Savior. You've got to get His strength. You've got to hold on to Him. Because the devil's going to be fighting. There's going to be things when you feel like you can't go on. I can't physically overcome this or I can't. He said, I'm, I'm counting on the Lord. I said, good. Amen. I said, you keep, you keep counting on Him. You keep trusting Him. Because the devil's going to be fighting you. The devil doesn't want to see one of God's children who goes away and comes back. The devil doesn't want to see that, but God does. God wants to see that, and we want to see that. How is our race progressing so far? Some of, some of us have just started the race. Some of us may be in the middle of our race. Some of us may be towards the end of our race. Maybe you need some encouragement tonight to just keep running. Maybe we just need to get our eyes back on the Savior instead of all the other runners or the other events that are going on in our life so that we can stop looking at the circumstances through which we are running but just look to the one who's going to get us through those circumstances.
one that's going to help us to overcome that. Maybe it's some weights that we need to get stripped off tonight. Maybe it's some sin that we need to get out of our life tonight that's holding us back. Maybe we just got a little tired along the way. But I want to encourage you tonight that just as the saints have been able to witness, it's going to be worth every minute that you put in the race. It's going to be worth every last struggle. It's going to be worth every last fight to finish that race the best you can. And who's somebody tonight that you can help along that race? A man I talked to this week, he needs some encouragement along the race. He needs somebody that's going to come down. He's wounded. He's, he's sitting on the sideline because he's been wounded. He needs somebody to come over, wrap him up, help him get healed up, and say, hey, I'm going to help you get started back in the race. Maybe we need to find somebody tonight that we can go to, that we can say, hey, I just want you to know I'm here to help you run your race. Because I want to help see as many people as we can to run the race for the cause of Christ. Too many people have dropped out of the race. Too many people have gotten their focus off of the Savior and they're almost ready to quit the race. Looking for somebody to come along, give them a little boost, give them a little encouragement. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who are you looking to tonight? There's only one that it says to look to. And that's Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the Father. When you're coming along your race and you've got a rough patch, you've got whatever difficulty, look back to Jesus as it says that as he endured the cross, despising the shame. Remember what he accomplished? Remember what he did? Why he did it? How is he able to find joy? We're supposed to be able to find joy and rejoicing in our struggles, in our difficulties, in our trials. How do we do that? Because we look beyond the circumstance. We've got to get our eyes beyond the circumstance and say, Hey God, I'm just going to trust you to get me through and I'm just going to be looking beyond how you're going to get this victory in my life and how I'm going to be able to use this as a testimony. Each and every one of us can relate to so many different people because of what God has allowed in our life. And just another trial, another difficulty, another hurdle along the race is just somebody else that you can impact if you'll allow it. If we'll take that on and say, all right, God, I don't see how I can handle this, but you've promised me that you won't give me anything too hard to handle. So I'm all yours, and I'm all in, and I'm trusting you. My focus is on you tonight. If everyone would stand, please, with your heads bowed, eyes closed.